What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. So what's up, everybody? It's uh, another week of the Rideshare Rodeo podcast. Now, this is the regular Tuesday drop. And uh, yeah, so hopefully everybody gave a listen to my Friday bonus episode uh, where I had on Ed Van S, who is a 20-year veteran cab driver who also runs a uh, taxi show. So, um, yeah, uh, give that a listen if you haven't. This week, uh, I was supposed to have um, Chad Perez um, from at GigTube on on YouTube, uh, but Chad and I actually recorded last night, and something happened with the recording, and I don't even know um, if we'll just have to redo it or not. But uh, there was something wrong with the export, and it just kind of froze up, and I have emailed them about it, but uh, I have not heard back, so I don't know. But uh, him and I have already talked, and you know we're looking already into when we could redo this and whatnot. So there is one more uh, after today. This Friday will be the last Friday bonus episode before the um, TNCRadio.live episode. Uh, um, call-in show starts every Friday. So not this Friday, but the next Friday, um, the 17th, September 17th, from, let me see if I get these times right, from 6 to 8 Pacific, 7 to, ni- seven to 9, is that right? 7 to 9 Mountain, um, 9 or 8 to 10 Central, and 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Uh, you can go to tncradio.live and there will be a two-hour show that's just a bun- um, that's just going to be like uh, Jason Terry, myself um, from Gig Economy Podcast, uh, myself and um, Tom Kelly and another guy from over at TNC Radio. And we're really looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a call-in show. We'll have some phone numbers, so any gig workers out there on the road that want to call in and, uh, you know, vent... Uh, Talk to us, whatever. We will be available. Um, so, uh, little news, and uh, then I am going to jump into my interview. Um, like I said, we had to reschedule Chad. I was able to get David Pickerell from Para on. Um, he hasn't been on the podcast in a while, and uh, just since there's been some radio silence, I thought this was a really good time to have him back on, so... Uh, David will be joining us here shortly, but I want to quickly, and uh, we kind of, it's, it's a fun interview today. You'll want to listen. Um, it's, it's, it's our history and some of the projects we've been through before uh, the DoorDash stuff and everything else that we're doing. So, um, But let me run through a couple things quickly anyway. As everybody knows, but I just want it stamped for history on this episode, 75 Number 75 of Rideshare Rodeo, uh, PUA is officially over. Okay, we've been talking about around PUA for a while. Will it, you know, when PUA ends, will it make it so that, um, you know, all these places can start uh, seeing people coming back to the workforce? Are the gig platforms going to be able to compete with some of these numbers that even people who like to be gig? There's a lot of companies right now hiring at many places upward of 
you know, close to 200% of a normal higher on rate just to get people that will stay in, like, that will show up for work and do the work. Um, I've seen this actually just recently myself. My girlfriend and I went up to Summit County to see a concert um, a couple weekends ago, and we were gone, and uh, um, we were trying to go out to uh, breakfast, and we knew where there was this bagel place, and we were walking around kind of through these you know trails up in Summit County, uh, beautiful mountains up there, and we're just kind of taking our time, get over there, and it said closed at 2, and there was one person in there where normally this is like a three-person bagel coffee operation up there in Summit County. Um, I won't say its name because usually it does a really good job, and I don't want to tag it because it's it's just like most businesses. But um, there was just one guy in there. It was about 12.45 maybe, let's say. Um, door said closed at 2. We were walking up, and another couple was walking up, and uh, the guy had put he had already had all the the chairs flipped on the uh, tables, and he was shutting things down, mopping behind the counter, and you know we were knocking a little, and I knew exactly what was going on. He was ignoring everything we were doing and kicking and screaming and pissed off that he worked an entire three person shift alone, and uh, you know he was closing the restaurant um, an hour and a half early, and. All I'll say about this um, is that 100% for sure, uh, this person did not have any ownership or manager. This was like a teenager working alone at this place. He In no way did he have the call to make it closed, you could tell. He just did. And I'm not even getting so much into him as just pointing out, we don't have a workforce yet. I mean, we keep talking about how you know it's coming back, and then we saw the numbers this week for jobs, uh, the jobs report was horrible. So we're not really seeing it. And the, and the turnover still in anything um, service related is so high. But PUA's is over and people are going to have to do something now. So, um, you know, we've been talking about will gig worker life, uh, you know, since it, it just ended Saturday, people uh, I'm guessing have already collected their final payments or will be at some point this week. Um, I know that you can still backfile if somewhere you messed up your filing. You can still go in there and uh, backfile anything. But uh, yeah, it's over. Um, now we'll see if Rideshare will make its comeback quickly, slowly, moderately. Um, you know, my guess is more uh, moderate to quick. But I think there's going to have to be some transition in the pay because we have companies out there, like I was just talking about, that can't staff their businesses that are paying 15 to upwards of $20 an hour. And some of those are in industries where you get tips. So why wouldn't a service industry person take the job with the tips? You know, it's, 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 it's going to make it hard. Uber's going to have to step up their game because this is going to put tremendous amount of pressure on rideshare giants to redesign the driver rate cards on both platforms, Uber and Lyft. If they want to get back to good drivers and not just people who are, you know, lose a job and say, I'll drive Uber, do it for a week, a day, two weeks, three weeks, quit, like that kind of turnover is a way that Uber has worked in the past to on to make sure they're onboarding some good people, but it won't work if they're just constantly flipping everybody. You're going to need some good drivers on there. That rate card needs to be talked about and looked at. Um, so yesterday was uh, Labor Day. So actually, yesterday was the day that PUA ended, or Saturday was, but then that... Monday was that last cutoff or whatever. Uh, but so there was an there was an article um, in the Salt Lake City uh, KUTV um, dot com you can go to about labor activist um, you know pushed to create Labor Day more than 130 days ago. Today, labor uh, union leaders are pushing for new federal legislation, the Protecting the Rights to Organize Act, or as we often call it here on the show, the PRO Act. 
um, is the biggest proposal from labor unions since the National Labor Relations Act in 1935. So we won't dive into PRO Act tonight. Um, as some of you may have seen, uh, next month I have uh, Vina Dubal on the podcast. And most of that conversation, I'm sure it will spawn out a bit, but will base around worker classifications and what can be done to let people have some kind of, you know, in a perfect world, choice to choose which way they want to be. Is that a possibility? How does something like that happen? Um, because I know I'd had a couple people saying, well, you know, uh, Vina doesn't, I, what was one of the comments I saw? Vina doesn't believe in gig work. And that's, you know, that's not really true. Um, Vina might not see eye to eye with you on gig work or even me or whoever, but she's not against gig work. She just has a different view on how to make sure everybody's treated fairly. But it's not against gig work. It's against specific corporations and companies who abuse such a privilege. Because we do have a lot of gig companies coming up, too, who have good moral compasses, at least that I've spoken with, had on the podcast. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, before I go any farther, um, absolutely one of my all-time favorite startups, Curry, baby. Yeah, Curry. Uh, so last week I started getting my first Curry requests. Um, it was my son's 15th uh, birthday on Thursday, we celebrated on Saturday. He uh, So I really wasn't in any position to be able to do some runs, but I was surprised that even over the holiday weekend, I was getting uh, really good requests. So I'm going to stick on that. And uh, um, basically, every Wednesday to Friday, I'm going to be, because Monday and Tuesday I work on the podcast and other things, but for the next few weeks, every Wednesday to Friday, I'm going to be looking to take Curry runs as many as I can and reporting back. So starting next week, that'll start happening. And we got some other stuff coming up with Curry too. But make sure you look in the show notes and sign up for Curry people. I don't know if you've seen, you can go to um, uh, at Uber Lyft drivers or uh, you can go to um, at Rideshare Rodeo at Curry. That's uh, C-U-R-R-I um, on, on Twitter or other socials or on our website or whatever. And you can... Uh, You'll see some people have posted some stuff on some posts I've made on Twitter where the pay is really good. Um, so it's something you guys absolutely want to look into. Uh, but the, in the show notes, please sign up through the show notes. You'll get some free uh, swag. Um, you know, maybe you get lucky, get a T-shirt, hat. Who knows? Maybe something cool. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so sign up with Curry. I mean, it's a last-mile delivery service. I am stoked to be working it this week. Um, I finally have the time to actually devote to it. I'll be working on projects at home, but I'm going to be sitting here like in ready mode with my boots on, ready to run, run out the door um, as soon as one comes. So we're going to see how this goes, and uh, I'm going to report back. So back to the little quick news uh, before we get into the interview here. Um, so one thing that really upset me again we saw uber and lyft uh use 250 million dollars to bring drive to bring drivers back to the platform that campaign was launched in june and july okay so in june and july drivers weren't coming back either they were getting pua or else if they were going to come back at that time they were already back on the platform so there weren't like drivers you know, sitting on the cusp, like, eh, I don't know, I'm waiting to see if they offer me a bunch of money or something. Like, that wasn't the point we were at in June and July. And that's when Uber and Lyft or Uber spent all that money making sure to onboard people. Well, here's the problem I saw was in June, the, the highest one I think that I saw and that I saw that other people did too. I know that Harry, uh, rideshare guy, saw it. I know that, um, uh, Jason Teary saw it, um, maybe a couple others too, but uh, there was an ad in Tampa for do 120 rides or maybe you know, 125, so 120 rides 
in 30 days with Lyft in the Tampa area and get $3,500. Guarantee, mean. So like if you only earned 1000 then Uber was going to pay you, uh, or Lyft was going to pay you 2500 If you did the 120 rides and only earned $1,000, they were going to pay you the other 2500 And they did this in June, and that's that probably got some people who needed money but weren't really wanting to be Uber Lyft drivers to just do it for that, to just reach that goal. Because right now, um, the show that I was supposed to be doing tonight that we had the little issue with, with Chad um, from GigTube, what up, Chad, um, was that Chad is doing this right now for Lyft in the Orlando area. And... You know, through what we talked about last night, him and I, um, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's going to make 1800 is the guarantee for about the same rides. I think it was 120. So it actually might even be the same amount, but he's, he's, his guarantees for 1800, which is still good. So I asked him yesterday, are you on track to even be close or what do you think you'll get to the 1800 before the 120 rides? And he said, no, he said, he was. He's thinking that he's going to be nine hundred or a thousand, is what he's going to earn on one hundred and twenty rides, and that Lyft will be having to pay eight nine hundred bucks to him for the difference. So I mean, you know, it's this new this pay model is going to require some work because if they know they have to throw those kind of things out there, they're going to have to be throwing them out every month at everybody, and it's just going to drag some of the old problems out that they had pre-pandemic before they sold off all the autonomous and micro mobility and flying cars and blah, blah, blah. Um, all those junk projects for them, not for other companies, not for Jobby, not for Waymo, not the good ones, but for Uber, not a good project. Um, but yeah, I don't know what money they're going to use now and what they're, what they're thinking. I think they're thinking is when PUA ends, platforms will get packed. Well, we'll see. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say was I really I find this really weird, guys. Um, and maybe somebody can uh, shed some light on this for me, but I find it really strange that we're having a couple pandemics right now. <laughs> we're having one huge pandemic, but we're having, um, uh, you know, Mother Nature is doing her summer thing, and a little early on the hurricanes because that flooding. Uh, natural disaster from Louisiana all the way up into, you know, the Northeast all the way up is tremendous damage. And the fires in California by Tahoe are tremendous damage. Um, I have some friends who live in Reno, and I also have some friends who live in Truckee, which is just by South Lake Tahoe. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, you can't breathe up there right now. And if you live in a flood zone, they're giving free rides out of there on rideshare. And that's what we've come to expect with rideshare is that that's one thing they do is that, you know, during, um, you know, they've always, both, both of the giants have always marketed off giving free rides to important causes and times in this world. Like, you know, don't drink and drive campaigns on New Year's and other big drinking nights, um, getting you to voting. Um, let's see getting you to COVID testing or vaccinations or, uh, you know, natural disasters like we're talking about right here. But, like, they're offering free rides to the flood victims right now, the rideshare giants. But, like, I just had, I just had, I just talked to somebody who had a lift ride out of Truckee going down about halfway to, um, not to Reno, the other one, towards Sacramento. And I can't remember the, what the town was called. But it was barely even getting them out of the fire zone. And unlike the flooding, there is no uh, um, free ride getting out of the fire zones, even directly in them. Um, in fact, this person paid uh, almost 300% on a surge and the fires are all around them. You can't breathe. They're evacuating everybody in that area. I mean, to me, it was just, it's crazy. It's like, so now, you know, you, you, you need to remodel paying drivers, all this, that, the other. But now you're surging on top of the 
uh, overpricing model that you have currently have going, you're going to surge now too during uh, during the tragedy happening in uh, South Lake Tahoe. But you're going to give people free rides if it was water. I, I mean, it just literally, guys, it makes no sense at all, um, and it's it's just weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. It's just weird. But with that said. Uh, I think it's time for me to bring on David Pickerel and talk a little bit about our history, how we got to where we are, and uh, what we're looking at for the future. So, without further ado, I bring to you. So, I have uh, David Pickerel here. Um, he hasn't been on the podcast in a little bit, but he is probably, in fact, I know he is the person who's been on the podcast the most. <laughs> Thanks David, for having me back. David, how you doing? I am doing well. I'm doing well. I was sort of uh, off the grid for a couple of days and back. Truly back off, at it. Truly, at it. truly off the grid. Your phone, did your phone go out? Oh, yeah. I kept it off the whole time. It was beautiful. <laughs> oh, okay. You're man-made off the grid. Uh, a bit of both, but you know, when you're out <laughs> in the wilderness. Like, well, that's what I know. meant. Did you actually yeah. run, just keep going until it was... I'm out of range. Nothing can happen. <laughs> yeah, because I I knew that at first I was like, I'm just not going to check it. But I'm like, you know, sometimes when you're hiking, you find that little bit of signal, and right. then everything <laughs> comes in, and you take one glance, and all the stress comes back. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was so it's just good. better to yeah. shut it down. I get it, man. Yeah. Um. So um, I wanted to kind of just today a little bit walk through our history because I think a lot of people. I it's funny when I talk to people who had no idea. They're like, well, you just kind of uh met him around the time Paris started. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, David and I met, and I I kind of I don't I don't know if you'll correct me here and correct me if any parts of this are wrong, but I truly believe it was like literally within 24 hours of the CARES Act being signed. Yeah, it was uh yeah right oh, after uh, the CARES Act was signed. Uh I actually I was trying to remember how we met each other. I think what had happened is we built this just simple tool, right? Which is like answer five questions and we'd scraped all the government info and we could say, hey, after you answer these five questions, here's what PPP will pay you. Here's what EIDL will pay you. Here's what you unemployment will pay you. And for each of the 50 states, here's the most recent update. And I think you'd but actually you're, reach you're, out you're, to me. You're actually getting a, a step ahead though. You're actually yeah. to where we had that on your old or on your other site, autonomy.jobs. Yeah, because before that, if you remember, we met when I was doing research at my house on PUA because it hadn't even started in most states. We just knew it was coming for gig workers. Yes, and now I'm doing. Research I remember though you you reached out to me and you're just like, hey, yeah, like this exactly. stuff isn't right, right? Right, and no, no, like, and but you were doing that Airtable thing, so I saw. Yeah. So you and I yeah. were kind of doing that same thing, and it's like, well, wait, and we met, and then we said, let's do this together. And we yep. just kind of started like tackling different things and coming at this and throwing new information as we could. But yeah. um, I remember at the time it was awesome because I was also running the separate project where we were doing uh, COVID testing for the city of Bolinas. So yeah, I would I be sort of uh, like, you know, yeah. tied up the whole day and you'd be hitting me up being like, dude, a bunch of updates <laughs> happened. All these states changed today. Like, you know, can you give me right access to the air table? And I was like, at, at first I was like, you know, is he right that I looked it up? I'm like, dude, Steve is on top of this shit. <laughs> you know, please, please have at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. And I remember that too, because at the same time you were, you were getting my friend in for a test. And yeah. to the listeners, this is when testing was not like super simple to go find. You had to be on, li this is when I think you still had to be on like lists, right? Uh, I mean, we went like, what to, you, like what you guys did for that city was for that city to kind of get a, a, a read on it. Yeah, we sort of had to pay for the tests and pay exactly. for exactly. You know, we had to invent the. That was before drive-through testing was a thing. We had to. That's what I'm. That's what I'm, sa that's what I'm that. saying. Like yeah. this is before the mega center drive-ups and the even the little ones and stuff, and way before any kind of CVS or Walgreens or anything. This is. I remember you guys had those little like either twenty by twenty pop tents. And cars were pulling in. I remember the pictures you sent me, and it yeah, it was way before that. So, but that happened. Yeah. Then, then autonomy jobs happened, and that's when you start doing those flow questions, and we integrated yeah. that, and it, it was producing data out. 
Yeah. So we could, we could tell people like, at least they should be able to gauge where they should be. It did. I remember it wasn't precise because every, you and I were kind of basing it. If I remember right on the, cause we had heard the lowest amount of each state's unemployment weekly is what gig workers were going to get plus the 300. But then yeah. as we, as we learned, some gig workers got more than that though. Yeah. However, if I remember you and I based it on the minimum, whatever the minimum, because we yeah. were told the minimum in the state plus 300 is what yeah. gig workers will get. And it's sort of funny because I think, you know, it's a, it was a very different project, but I think it's really in the same sort of vein, right? Which is this information's out there. It's too hard for people to find information, the right information to make an informed decision. It doesn't need to be that hard. You should just let people make the decision for what's right for them, right? And it's sort of ironic. I mean, what ended up happening with Pero was different, obviously, but it's actually quite a, you know, it's in a similar vein, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of so. And then what, but then what happened too? Then autonomy.jobs. And there was a couple things that happened where even me going on it all the time, like something really cool would be up there and then it was gone. Like, we had that sort of the second project was sort of like uh, I remember you chatted with a lady on CNBC and we got a very very short reference in an article and what was cool with that is I remember something like five or six thousand people over the course of a two or three days used the tool and found it helpful and we mm-hmm. thought that was pretty great so we tried to run that tool for a while and I think the next question that came to mind was like hey uh, now that you're collecting unemployment for a lot of people uh, does it make sense to start working again because we saw a lot of people online basically being like hey uh you know i'm on ui does it make sense to work and that was actually quite a complex question to answer i mean the conclusion was you should either work fewer than five hours or work more than 40 hours because there was this weird curve of like if you earned more than a certain amount you'd lose your unemployment basically so we built that tool but that was a really hard tool because that like showing that is very hard to explain oh, basically yeah. right uh but i know. do remember like if you were willing to get out there and do it it was worth it to like uh, if you well this gets complicated too but if you were getting pua every yeah. and then and then you knew this huge week long event was coming and you could make a ton of money you were okay to just not claim that week and work yep. And then go yep. right back to it. That that was kind of a thing that I don't think normal UI, I'd have to look into that, but really allows you. They actually look yeah. into things if you say you start working, but they were giving that option of, hey, if you work, just either claim it that what you earn so that it zeros or just don't claim, just don't put it in there and don't claim anything that week. So yeah. it was, uh, yeah. And for me, I think we were trying to answer that question. And I think the next part of that question became, Hey, if you have to go out and work right now, uh, roughly what would you make, right? Uh, <laughs> and I think that was the beginning of that income tracker, right? Because I right. went out and I started looking at every Facebook group and started everyone. You know how it is on the Facebook groups. Hey, I make thirty bucks a day, an hour. Yep. Hey, I make forty bucks an hour. Hey, I make twenty bucks an hour, and started putting that all in a spreadsheet and just realized that that wasn't helpful to anybody, right? It was just you know all over the place for everywhere, right? And right. just not enough data. So I think that was the beginning of that autonomy job. It was like a web web portal income tracker right, right. and uh, and date and shortly after data receiver for other workers <laughs> yes <laughs> like that's when it was really became in fact for any of you confused too like i know there's still those those couple people who asked about the para tos i believe it's just the same tos copied over and at the time that tos would have been needed for what we were yeah. doing so if you were confused yeah. by that that was literally one of those but also yeah. before you move on it, you, you got to realize at this point from like the cares act to where david's talking about now which is probably what like august maybe yeah october of last year yeah this was a good yeah this was a good many months but between between that end of april or end of march and that whatever wherever we're at in the timeline now let's call it end of august uh you know, David and I were talking like literally like every other day. It was yeah. pretty, I mean, I just think that's interesting for people to know because we always had so many ideas. I mean, not like we were abandoning them. I just think we had some really great brainstorming sessions that um, yeah. 
know? It reminded me of the beauty of the internet, <laughs> right? It's like it was it's a very internet moment where yeah. somebody's like, hey, you're wrong. And somebody's like, Yeah, you're right. And it's now like now we're best friends, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, man. It it was cool. Yeah. Every you were one of those people when I saw the phone ring during the pandemic, I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh no. Like, <laughs> I'm always thankful that you're just like you were just you weren't just like yo who's this guy who has no idea what he's talking about like trying to do this stuff so, yeah. well i mean i just kind of knew you know you you know when you meet people you can read them but um yeah. but yeah so then then the data did any and did anything else happen with autonomy before para uh yeah i think so we launched the sort of i mean it was built off of argyle which a lot of people right. now know about it was just a very simple hey, for each of the weeks, days, months you earned, what is the earning by platform? What's the hourly rate? You know, think sort of a grid-wise or some of these other apps, basically. So ours was just a free version of that uh, based on the web browser. It eventually became the app in the app. Uh, And, you know, I think that... I think the portion that gathered your data went beyond what grid-wise does. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yes. So I think because, we did because it. you and I were at a point where like we were testing with friends and stuff, mostly yeah. just people, yeah. other drivers that we knew. But I mean, like when we were getting it to really, truly work, it was bringing through whole packets of every ride. Going yes, back you get it history. down to the ride level. Yeah, like, you could look at your entire <laughs> history in a way that DoorDash couldn't. Right. right? Uh, and you could really drill into some interesting stuff. And to be honest, I think, uh, I mean, this is a bit of a sneak preview, but that functionality is coming back over the next couple of weeks here. So uh, well, a slightly better version of it. But yeah. yeah. So actually let's, so that's, we, I just wanted to give you guys a little history on David. So those of you who just thought when Paris started, all of us just kind of banded together and somehow knew each other. It was kind of even weirder than that. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even deeper. I know we figured after that, we also did the, we worked on this retroactive mileage tracker. Remember also where it's oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying track, to think of. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't track your miles, we could go back and paint the picture of what you did from using your, your from your trip history. Right. Uh, is, when tax season comes around again, we'll roll that one out too. I thought that was, that one was something I was quite proud of because uh, yeah. uh, it just seems so obvious, right? But we actually had to jump through a whole bunch of, you know, we had to go find a really good lawyer and get mm-hmm. his blessing because, you know, whenever you're dealing with stuff with the IRS, you just want to be super careful. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, though, again, I mean, it really was just a handful of us, even the testing people. Yeah. Uh, like, but I, I think felt I a lot more comfortable with it because, I mean, like, even if people did come to you or whatever and asked, like, it was like, it was like a real, hey, do you understand we're doing this? We're in a beta mode. This is not, um, we're not touching your data. But I mean, it was a real walkthrough almost to to do it when we were doing, I feel like. Yeah, what was what I was proud of is I forget what the final number was, but you know, we, you know, a lot of veteran listeners here will be like, who doesn't know to track their miles, right? You know, it's free money. But frankly, we had people who were driving, you know, tens, if not, you know, lots and lots and lots of miles, but they'd only started driving in the pandemic and they just didn't know to track their miles, right? So we had, I forget what the running total was, but we got over four hundred thousand dollars back in tax, you know, mileage deductions for people, which you know, not uh, not uh, not in terms of deduction, but actual dollars in pockets, right? So right. they ended up being like yes. four hundred thousand dollars in pockets uh, from mm-hmm. that tool, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was yeah. And then autonomy changed to Para with Para. dot com, and that what the reason? What was the first thing that was with with Para? Now, the reason uh, when it changed? I mean, I think when it changed, it was just flipping it over. But then, what was the first thing? Because it wasn't yeah, think, Door, it wasn't DoorDash. We were still doing something else. Yeah, I think uh, we were trying. There's a, a whole path we'd investigated, which was a uh, one-click apply. Oh, that's right. That's yes. what it was. So, yes. Yes. Could I take a? Could you take a central profile on behalf of somebody? Because there was a lot of people who during the pandemic wanted to work Instacart. Right, but didn't have an account because they hadn't signed up before. Then you got put into the wait list. So we had this: uh, hey, fill out a central profile, and we will, on your behalf, try to make sure you have access to all the apps that you can. Uh, you know, at first it was basically me and Jimmy filling out all of these profiles and all of the platforms for people. We built a, you know, we built a system that would do that. 
Um, right. But it was more taking the information and spreading it to each of the applications. Whereas uh, like, who is it? Checker that does ride share and even most of the delivery and stuff checks. That's, yeah. I mean, we didn't have that connection, but not you and I, but with them, like you had with Argyle, let's say. But yeah. I mean, had we, that's probably where the best deal would have been made. Yep. Hey, can yes we just no. run the checks through you and then you send all that out to... I mean, I guess they probably they have a. I'm sure they're under contract. I think the, the I, my guess would be the problem checker is that uh, it's in their interest to have every platform run the background check again and again and again. And and I guess that, uh, um, yeah, I guess I can say this is that uh, I'm not sure checker is that good of a company. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not just being rude. I mean, I just know a lot of people falsely deactivated um, background checks that get backlogged three months that should yeah. be a day. Just weird stuff. It seems like there should be a much better company streamlining streamlining that. But I think the thing that I think is like it sounds like there are all these really, you know, did you know we worked on a whole bunch of like different types of projects. I but I think sort of what I was referencing earlier, uh, I think it's all part of the same underlying motivation, which is just it's too hard to do things that it's too hard to do things in the current way and it shouldn't be that hard. And we want to build what at the time I called sort of a gig HQ, which would represent the individual driver and their sets of beliefs. Right. Right. Uh, So I know like, you know, what eventually uh, it was funny. It's like, because of the fact that the earnings tracker uh, was not perfect, we wanted to try and find a way to pull the earnings data more real time because a lot of the time it would take a couple hours for it to come in. And it was through the process of looking at that, uh, you know, that we started down this uh, tip transparency route, really. Right. Uh, but, you know, the way I put it is I still see a world in which these, what seem like disparate projects, are still all tied together under your gig hq under para right because i still oh, think I, I full i fully agree i think every yeah. project we've tried even no matter what that's kind of the point of why we went through this right now is because yeah. i want the listeners to hear that like you know here we were trying ideas but really if you look at it everything was for the workers yeah you know i mean every step of this way it was how can we make you more money how can we make you data safe how can we help you i mean the amount of calls that David and I made, and I'm sure some of you listening probably got called by us. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, even before Jimmy, the amount of calls that you and I were making on a daily basis with people we didn't know. Yeah. Was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I think it was like, you know, we found a bunch of these pain points and were able to help some people. And I think now really where our mind is, is like with, uh, thought like you know we were lucky to be able to help so many drivers with tip transparency. I think the point we're at now is how do we tie all of this together uh, in a coherent, you know, in a coherent way, basically. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're new to the gig economy, like if you just signed up for your first gig economy platform today, or for some reason you've been living in a cave during COVID and uh, you just haven't heard of the Paris situation. Um, in a nutshell, I'm sure all of you, especially delivery people and DoorDash people know that uh, Para, what you what you probably know Para for is uh, the tip transparency that David's talking about that for about, I don't know, I want to say 12 weeks, maybe about that somewhere in there, maybe give take um, ran perfectly, which was showing you the full DoorDash tip transparency. And we know it. We know a lot of people out there were using it and we're so happy. And, uh, and then David um, had the, uh, it was, I think it was two weeks ago was the Grubhub launch. And even though I know that when we were talking before, I, I, I felt like you were like, yeah. And then they, you know, they launched it, but you know, as well as I do, because you've always said this to me and I've appreciated is that as long as they do it, it's fine. But it was like within yeah. hours of Grubhub, feature going live on the para app grubhub had it so it's all you know they didn't code it you know they had it coded like in a ready state of like if para launches this press this red button 
<laughs> yeah, and I think I really like the the quote that you said there, right? Which is, uh, I think this is, and it's confused people, rightfully so, right? It's like transparency is a fundamental right of workers. We believe that. That's yes. not the business we're in. That's our, our end goal is to get transparency for people. And so, at the end of the day, if we can stop providing that because the platforms do that, great. That's like we've accomplished our goal, right? That's what we set out to do. Yeah. Uh, but transparency alone isn't enough to make uh, to make the like you know the overall situation better. I think, right? So we're glad that transparency did well. We're going to continue to fight for transparency, right? Because at the end of the day, we still haven't accomplished the goals we want there. Uh, but we also do have these other initiatives because at the end of the day, I think you need multiple prongs uh, to sort of you know shift the balance of power back to the driver. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that that's why each step of this learning thing, it's the same as me with the podcast. You know, if I can't even go back and listen to the initial episodes because they're just yeah. too, it's, it's not like they're bad. They're just too strange to me. I sound yeah. weird and I didn't know what I was doing. But I mean, like even when we got started, we kind of knew we were doing what we wanted to achieve. But um, I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like every move with Para has been stronger. So, I mean, if if people... I mean, I know people familiar with Para know what noise we created or that the whole Para movement created created with DoorDash because they really wouldn't have even poked their head from around a corner unless this was a very concerning thing to them. You know, they would yeah. just what they like to do with these little companies, like something like Para that starts is hope they don't grow too big and ignore them. That is their job. Ignore this. It's not happening. It's not a big deal. But then when it gets out of hand, they have to start watching. And so, I mean, really, like, it's 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 always a tough thing to try and do this. But you have to take these as wins. I mean, not you, David, all of us, because they are wins. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, uh, really, our goal, right, is like, how could you make life easier for drivers? It should be easier to do the things that you want to do. Uh, and also, how can we just make sure that people you know, earn more with their time, right? right. And I think that's where a lot of uh, our effort is going over the next couple of months, right? So what you're going to see is, uh, you know, fingers crossed in the next couple of days, uh, Grubhub up and working. Uh, what we want to be able to do is make it so that's super simple for you to manage your delivery work from one central place, right? right. So coming up next, we'll have an accept and decline button within Para. We'll have some automation and the goal being like, hey, what do you want to accomplish? Do you only want to work within this certain mile radius? Can you only work during these time blocks? How does that look like? Right. Uh, and then how can we help uh, arrange that for you? And I think the second prong of that actually is like the best way to make more money is actually to have more competition for your time, right? And that's always been sort of my crazy dream and call me crazy for it. But like, I imagine a world in which, especially during busy times, uh, platforms should bid for a driver's time, right? And I think what people don't realize is in the last couple of years, uh, you know, it's not just Uber and Lyft anymore, right? There's two or 300 of these companies, but having, you know, me or you, Steve, expected to know they exist and scan them and all of that. That's a tough ask, right? But I mm. think uh, that's something that we hope we can do for you is let's get these companies bidding for your time. Because at the end of the day, uh, competition for time means more money for you, right? I think there's a second arm of that, which is then once you have lots of opportunities, can you smartly combine them in a way that makes you even more time, right? So like right. I'm driving point A to point B with DoorDash. There's some pack to be picked up two minutes from point B. And we know that they want these to be dropped off at a warehouse near where you live, right? Uh, you know, over the course of the next day or two, we could bring those back. By the way, if you just do the math for five minutes of your time, you made 30 bucks. That's pretty good, right? right? Because you only took two minutes here and three minutes there. So like for me, I mean, that's sort of the crazy longer term dream of mine, but it's, uh, you know, yeah, having people compete for you, right? Uh, I agree. At the end of the day, we yeah. I agree, and I think that I think that you before we started recording, because David and I were talking for a few minutes first. Um, so I'm not I'm not giving anything away here, but I just want to say that I think that what you were touching on too, with you know um, bringing those smaller companies in that at the same time that people are 
looking at these giants and their what their rates are and we're you know trying to figure out what's best for them what's mo- making most um is to have those smaller ones that are competing heavy like you know um like curry like i was talking to you about with curry who sponsors the show right now um you know i need a better term i've been calling this uh, a personal dispatch system on behalf of each individual driver so the way i put it is you know something that represents you and your goals and your sets and preferences and we'll go talk to all your options have them come into one place compete with each other and then combine it in the way that only you know that is best for you but what a way but what a great way to let the small companies grow to show up in paras like if you and if you can do the math and go well wait a minute that's gonna take me the same amount of time it's twice as much yeah uh, <laughs> like, and i think might, you know i think you might start seeing be- some things that make you think wait a minute I don't need yeah, or also the way I put it too is like if you combine two other, there, we've been seeing a lot of this, which is interesting. Is like if you combine two opportunities. I mean, people do this in delivery already, right? Sort of multi-apping, right? But imagine right. multi-apping beyond just food delivery, right? And you know, we've been running these small experiments, and I can say that, like, you know, there, you know, you can smartly combine things in a way that will increase your earnings, uh, which is right. exciting. Yeah. 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 And then one idea I had too, uh, geez, I can't believe I'm saying this live, but, uh, um, was remember when you and I were talking about letting drivers have profiles within para. Yes. Wouldn't it be a cool, and remember, cause one of the things we had talked about was that letting drivers have the profiles and listing maybe what else they might do. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, we might do gardening too, or other things and other, and somehow that might've been a thing, but it was just a little snippet of an idea. I was thinking it'd be pretty cool to let, especially rideshare drivers, um, have a profile that's you know allowed them to like day rate themselves, like the limo companies used to do. Almost like if you have a night, and yeah. it's on your call. I mean, you could have a, a gremlin. You could have a car that's a gremlin from 1976, <laughs> or you could have a new Mercedes that you like to do that kind of stuff. But it would be up to you, and I mean, no guarantee on what anybody would do, but. I know I used to really like day rate rides. I liked it when I worked for the limo company. I didn't like doing limo, but I liked it when I would get private, private hire car for the day. Cause that yeah, always been a that. huge tip, huge tip at the end of the day on top. Or for me, I've been going out and doing some of these trips. So we found some of these platforms that are saying, Hey, like, you know, you have a little bit of the schedule ahead, right? So like on Monday, we know that there's an opportunity on Thursday, right? During this time period for this much. And I personally have liked that a lot because I then use that as a base upon which I will go do other trips. So I'll basically go and take the trip on Monday for Thursday and be like, okay, Thursday, I know between noon and 1230, I have this trip for this much money. Uh, I'm going to make sure I'm in that area beforehand. I'm going to turn on my DoorDash when I'm near that trip to see if I can stack a DoorDash trip on top of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, basically. But I think at the end of the day, uh, we just want to I think too much technology is built to make you do something. And we want to build technology that uh, just does what you want to do just in a way that you can't humanly do. Right. And I think that's really our marching order. Yeah, exactly. And I actually, the way you just said that I had somebody say to me, you know, these, these platforms are being counterintuitive to each other so that they're abusing workers and I was like, actually, these platforms are being very intuitive to each other. Like, if you don't think Uber watches every other gig platform and works off how their manipulation algorithms work based on these other algorithms, you're crazy. Of course they do. Like, they know you're not just out there for Uber. They know you could be driving Lyft and whatever else. And they're doing anything they can to get you to not go home, even if you don't get work. We all know this. They just want as yeah, many or, people on the road at all times as possible. Why else do you have to click four or five times to decline a DoorDash order? I don't know. Your phone's old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I really wanted to do. Is it's, I mean, it's been a while and I wanted to have you on. I wanted to let people know that there is, uh, there's stuff coming out on para, you know, I know it's been a little bit since people have heard it, but that, I think that was needed. I think a little break from everything was needed. Um, you know, yeah, I think, uh, you get know, the trolls uh, out of the way. I think they're kind of gone. And 
Yeah, and I think, you know, maybe I should have talked a bit more, but I think we've just been really heads down on what can we do to help next, right? Uh, and I think just, you know, we've had a consistent, you know, we've, we've always had this consistent belief, right, of this sort of empowering people to make their own decisions. And I think now at least, uh, you know, I see a world in which we could build this thing, this personal dispatch system on behalf of each driver, right? And I think... Uh, hopefully together we'll be able to build this. Yeah. Uh, but even until then, David, and you know, this as well as I, every time one I, this is kind of where this whole piece was, is every time one idea didn't happen, it was just another time that our, our brains fired up about something and brought it into something else. Like it's, it's coming. It's, I mean, I truly believe that. I know that some people, you know, might be like, you know, I loved Para. As soon as they do something else, I'll come back. Or some people are really into it and waiting. But I'm just saying that I know it's around the corner. I know that I have no doubt that the next thing isn't coming. And I almost feel like it always ends up being something we're not looking for. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, something's just going to click because something's going to upset us on one of the platforms. It's going to do yeah, something and it's going to be like, damn it. And we're going to look and there's going to be a way to get a and frankly, it's not even, I would say it's not even us or even me. It's like uh, all these good ideas have been uh, an expression of something somebody has told us about or somebody has mentioned to us, right? Because exactly. at the end of the day, exactly. I'm a deliverer, but I haven't, you know, I've done some trips, but there are many people who know it so much better than I do, right? right. So if there are any That's... of those who are listening, I am always open to all ears because everything that, you know, everything that we've managed to help people with so far has been because of somebody else right right yeah and i mean that's kind of goes to what i said about like when you and i were just calling 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 calling. and i remember i got in my habit because of the pua stuff that's really what got me calling people but that was pretty cool because then when it came to recalling people i was able to start with those people and get back in my groove like hey man i already made friends with these guys let me get my groove on with them trying to tell them about the things we were doing, you know, I mean, cause really like we, I think we did a good job even in the early days of getting people to come on board and try everything, you know? Yeah. I do remember, uh, you know, you sending, you sending one of the versions of this to your friends and then immediately, oh, yeah. of course, the whole, yeah. the whole thing crashed and nothing worked at all. On, on, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, I mean, I sent it to a few friends, but was it, there was one specific friend I remember it was pretty funny. Like he kept, are you sure this is working? God damn it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, was, uh, I was at my aunt's house. And it was like my cousin's birthday. And I remember being like, I got to go. I've got to run. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, I'm kind of looking forward to the next thing. And I know that already things are being worked on. But uh, yeah, people don't, you know, don't, you know, don't put, don't forget about para. I know you won't forget when you hear it the next time. But don't forget about it, man. You know, I am, it's not in the news right now, or it's not in the social media strings, maybe too much. But that's a good thing because all that was doing was acquiring trolls. The real followers are already there and the new ones will come when the next feature comes. Yeah. At the you end know? of the day, this is sort of a, a movement that's bigger than any of us individually or even bigger than para, right? It's right. just uh, fighting for what's right. Right. So as long as we stay true to that, uh, Hopefully we get a chance of much more to come. So I think I did. I, I know it is. I know it is. In fact, I don't think the biggest things happened. I think what you're talking about, a personal dispatch system, something like that is going to be what really rocks the cradle because there isn't going to be a cease and desist to something like that because it's going to be like, no, not doing what you do. It's something different. So go. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know. And it makes sense. Right? Like companies have classified drivers as independent contractors. Let's take full advantage of what that means, right. right? Which is you have the ability to use the tools that you see fit for your job. You have you should have ability to have uh, the underlying data that powers all of that, and you should have competition for your time. So let's you know let's do what we can to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as always, dude, it's good hearing from you. I'm glad you're back from the woods. You look good. You look like you got rested. And yeah, I'm uh. <laughs> I'm back, back with energy. So yeah. life's good. But uh, yeah, thanks for doing this with me today. And uh, um, let's talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Hold on. Well, another good uh, 
episode of Rideshare Rodeo. Always, always fun having David Pickerell on. Um, maybe uh, for me even a little more so. I love working with David. I love all the stuff we do together. Um, we've worked on some really cool projects. And I know many of you are stoked about everything that the team has done um, that brought you para for the DoorDash. Even though we've done all the other things we just talked about to a lot of you, it's probably just the DoorDash part that you remember. Um, but don't forget, that was us that brought it. So when another thing cracks, you'll see Para come back in the in the spotlight again. So um, anyway, thank you, David, for coming on again. Uh, I get I get the privilege of talking to David many times a week and uh, often about many things. One thing we didn't mention there is that uh, David um, was able to actually fill in today for uh, the recording issue with because of Chad last night or with my recording with Chad, um, David was, was able to fill in because this is our meeting time. And we were actually, we're getting ready to do a gig workers bill of rights, so to say, I don't know what it'll be called. Um, but we've been talking about this for a while. We've got some ideas down on paper. And now today after the, after we talked, I, um, you know, we after the uh, interview was over, we talked for a few more minutes, and we've got some times lined up that we're going to get our pieces together and put this together. And it's kind of, uh, I don't know, hopefully it'll be a really good read for everybody. And uh, I think that we're two good people to put this together, at least give it a start and see what y'all think. I really want to thank uh, my sponsors, Curry. They are making so much possible for me, and... Um, the only downside to it is that sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, <laughs> actually just once now, but once I had a, a, a trip request come through and it was for good money too <laughs> from Curry. So um, that's kind of a bummer. I just missed one. Um, but uh, yeah, I got. I always got to get the podcast done. So Wednesday through Fridays, that's going to be the days that I'm doing other things that I always do, but I'm going to be trying, I'm going to be fitting in curry rides, whatever I can, so that I can come back and give you guys an understanding because pay looks nice. Um, You know, it really varies sometimes on these orders, what, you know, how far you're going to drive. Um, You can look at the weight. Any order that comes through to you will work in your car. So, um, yeah, it's... uh, it's just really awesome. So I am going to be reporting back on that. We are going to be doing a, uh, a curry veteran driver episode where I have on drivers from different markets and we talk about, um, you know, what they love, um, what was hard in the beginning, what, what obstacles did they have to overcome any tips, tricks, anything like that with the curry app. But we're going to have on like, different uh, markets, driving different type vehicles in different markets. So we'll get some insights and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. So you guys in the, in the show notes again, please sign up through there um, to drive for Curry. Super quick onboarding process uh, and you'll get some free swag for using uh, the link provided in the show notes. So click it, baby. Um, but yeah, Curry, uh, I am so stoked. I'm ready to get out there and uh and start earning some money there and coming back and reporting you, to you guys because uh, I think that we can get a bunch of markets hopping here. I know that uh, I've had a lot of interest and people contacting me, some some of which have known about Curry. Others uh, had no idea. And so we've been turning a ton of people onto them. And uh, all the team I've met, um, having Matt on the podcast last Tuesday, um, the people that I work directly with are just awesome people. Um they're just great. And I think that everybody I've had to even encounter at Curry, um, even drivers that are going to do this podcast with me next month, um, their emails have come through. I mean, everybody's so friendly. I just, I love it. It's, it's not like other gig, it's not like other gig stuff out there where it's, you know, you're just getting people who are mad all the time on everything. It's everybody's, everybody's been great. And uh, even with them growing, they're still, it's still, everybody's been great. So I, I love it. Um, I hope to keep continuing our relationship uh, with Curry. And I hope that when I drive um, and report back to you guys that it's, it's on the same path and 
uh, mindset that I'm thinking right now, which is uh, it's going to go really well. Um, you know, that said, it could it could be a little different, but I can't see it going bad. I've been really watching these numbers and whatnot, and uh, yeah. So, uh, Curry, 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 C-U-R-R-I dot com, Curry dot com, sponsors of UberLiftDrivers.com and RideshareRodeo.com. So make sure you're checking all that stuff out, guys. Make sure you click the link. It's also on the UberLiftDrivers.com header on the on every page of the website. You can see it in the upper right-hand corner. Click that or click in the show notes um, to sign up, and you will get some free swag, and we will get you rolling with Curry extra, extra, extra fast. That said, uh, thanks for joining us again this week, and uh, super look forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode of Rodeo.